Blog Talk Radio. September 24th, 2014, September 24th, 2014, and yesterday, I want to tell you that yesterday, September 23rd, 2014, my good friend, Martin Burns, at Recruiter Mo on Twitter, he posted a link to an article about 10 things you're going to learn if you get off Facebook. He posted it on Facebook, and you know, there's the usual stuff there about getting more work done, and I have to agree. That's very important. The Internet is so interesting. You can get lost in it very easily, even when you have important things to do. But some of the stuff in this article was totally out to lunch. Point number four was you'll find out when you get off Facebook, you'll find out who your real friends are. You know, if someone only connects with you on Facebook. Here's the idea where it's easy to connect with you. They're not really valuable. And and number 10 says that when you get off Facebook, you'll discover that you were nothing to Facebook, but someone they can send ads to. You know, I can't believe the guy said something so stupid. I'm not on Facebook because of my relationship with Facebook. No. I go there to see people like Martin Burns. I would never know Martin Burns without the Internet, but I know him now. He was on this show. I remember he told us some interesting things about his dad, who was a a dean at a university. And I read his blog, and I saw him tell us how he met his wife and how he was so lucky to get her to marry him. And you know what? I found it interesting. You know, why should I watch some talk show to find out what's going on in the life of some, you know, TV starlet. I don't even know when the people on Facebook are much more interesting. You know, Jeff Webb and Daryl Disco, they live in the same city as I do. I wouldn't know them except for the Internet. J.D. Jason Davis, the guy lives two miles away from me. I only know him because of the Internet. You know, when I, I'm almost done. When I got out of university... I, Jerry, don't take deep breaths when I'm talking, oh, okay? Oh, sorry, I don't just came off. Groan. Don't groan when go, I'm go, talking. Go, 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 go. Sorry, back to you, back to you. Yeah, okay. Anyway, when I got, here's the thing, when I got out of university, I kind of missed you. I'm not a real intellectual, but we had some stimulation there. We read books and talked about them. I missed that. I missed it when I got out of school. But since the Internet came around, there's all kinds of stuff to read, and there's people to talk to. So this guy who wrote this article that's getting broadcast all over the place, to me, he's just a buggy whipper. He thinks your friends aren't friends if you can't meet them the way your granddaddy used to around the Cracker Barrel at the General Store. But we're going to meet some people here today, and it won't be around the Cracker Barrel. It's going to be on Jerry J. What show is this? The Recruiting Animal Show! 
get Boy, pumped that... up for the show today. Right, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. Ah, <laughs> now, today we got a guest who doesn't know us, and I think she's a bit nervous for that reason. She just, you know, met me on Twitter a few weeks ago, and when I was begging for a guest, she raised her hand. She said, I'm going to come on. Her name is Karen Colby. Uh, she's a corporate recruiter. I'll discuss that in a second. But Karen, are you there? Yes. <clears throat> it's actually no, no. Corinne, though. Corinne. Uh, and I was going to ask you why why your parents spelled your name in such a way that's bound to cause problems. K-E-R-I-N. But, you know, I have to tell you something, Corinne. It's actually C-O-R-I-N-N-E. That's the right way to spell Corinne so people don't get confused. Why did they do it this way? Um, I think basically because they were hippies and they didn't know how to spell. But, Your parents uh, were hippies? <laughs> yeah, my parents were hippies. Okay, um, I'll get into that. Well, you, you know, know what? I, I got a good it song when I for was you. A kid, but yeah. um, as an adult, it really does, it makes my job a lot easier because when you Google my name, really you're only finding me, you know? No, I don't think that's a big, big, a big asset, okay? Uh, be if they know your name oh, already, they're not going to if they know your name already, they're not going to have any problem finding you no matter how it's spelled if they've got it correctly, okay? How many Karen Colbys are there? Just a few. You know, that sounds like a name you'd find in a medical emergency TV show, you know, like Dr. Kildare, Karen Colby, nurse. <laughs> okay, look, since you're a uh, a hippie, you're from a hippie background, this is a great song I've picked for us to do. Uh Reach Out in the Darkness. Do you know it? Reach Out in the Darkness. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Listen, I'll teach you the words right now, and we'll do it together, okay? First, it's, I think it's so groovy now that people are finally getting together. We say that a couple of times. You'll just follow me. And then I say, reach out in the darkness, reach out in the darkness, and you will find a way. Okay? You got it? Okay. Yeah. One, two, three. I think it's so groovy now that people are oh. finally getting together. Get together. I can't hear you. So groovy now, groovy now people that are people finally, are finally getting, getting together. Garrett, reach out in the darkness. Come on, Corinne. Reach out in the <laughs> darkness. <laughs> yeah. Reach out in <laughs> the darkness. Corinne, Corinne, you, you, don't, you don't have to do this. I know I don't. You don't have to do this. Animal, please. Stop doing this to these people. It's okay. I don't mind it. Well, we, I mind it. We mind it. Okay. Karen, I'm going to call you Karen all the time because that's what it looks like. Your parents were way off base, and they're not going to screw me up, okay? What do you do? Well, you know what? Uh, this is going to be a great show. We've sung wildly, and you've insulted her name like six times. Well, right, I like I whispered it from going. the room or something. What were your parents <laughs> thinking? That's crazy. Oh, you know great. Jeff? That's Jeff Newman. That's Jeff Newman. His parents spelled his name the right way, J-E-F-F, and Newman is just like Newman is supposed to be. Make it easy. Don't make it hard. She's not even an immigrant. She's not from another country. Why screw up your name, okay? Does it say that on your business card, Corinne? These are beautiful people. And I just think it's groovy now that we're all getting together, man. Shine on, people. Smile on your brother. Look, I'm trying to get into the show. I'm trying to do it, and you guys are interrupting, okay? Corinne, 
I'm going to read your introduction just so we can move along, okay? I am a skilled, well-rounded sales, marketing, and financial recruiter in the healthcare and medical space with full cycle, full life cycle experience in various market segments for both product Mm. and service-based companies. Is that is that right? Yes. And you're a diver. You know what? Speak up. And you're a diversity specialist now as well. Is that correct as well? Yes, it is. Yeah, say it nice and loud. Now, look, how many people did you recruit on Twitter in the past, this past year, so far this year? I can say I haven't recruited anybody because what? I really just started using Twitter a few months ago, Ooh. about two, three months ago. So you're, you're still new enough that you can shut it off and never waste the thousands of hours trying to squeeze blood out of a turnip or whatever you say. Shut it off now, Corinne. <laughs> That's your best okay. bet. How many people on Facebook, how many people this year have you recruited from Facebook? This is my survey. I like to know. This is the only show or only source for real information about this. You'll read a million articles. You still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here. Um, okay. I actually I, recruited I, two people from I Facebook. I my volume down, okay? So two, I don't know from Facebook. Can hear me okay i'm on way back okay you know it's the only place where you can get hear it from the horse's mouth you know instead of articles that say this is the way to go this is the future of recruiting we actually ask recruiters how many people did you recruit on facebook this year what's your answer um i had two two tell us how you got them they were actually people who were part of my personal um facebook not my mm-hmm. professional one so they were people that I knew, and I knew what type of work they did. I broadcasted the jobs, and then the people that you know had you know, sent me their resumes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She, she had a she had a job baking pies, and her grandma saw her post, and <laughs> yes, and the rest is history. You nice. know, Jerry, Jerry, she must, she must <laughs> I'm killing myself. Woo! She knew those people already. She didn't. Of course, she did. Hanging fruit. Right. Right. Yeah. fruit. Yeah, yep, really. Is. Okay. How many yeah. interviews? How many? <laughs> how many videos? I'm picturing a grandmother's low-hanging fruit, and yeah. I'm just oh this is just not where I want to be. Go, go, go! How many video? How many video interviews have you done this year? Oh, none. None. We don't none? do video. I. Nope, I don't. We we do a screening process, and I don't use. We don't do video. Hey, caught one of the one one ones has hung up on us already. Did you hear Good. that slam down? <laughs> they didn't oh, like yeah, the they, <laughs> they can't stand. You know what? They can't stand the truth. Yeah, <laughs> she's not using video. What's wrong with her? It's it's the thing. Okay, what are your favorite sourcing tools? Do you use anything that we wouldn't know about? Um, let's see. I use sell most of them you might know. I use Cellhack, uh Connect Six and Connectifier, um Stack Overflow, who works at. Um started test driving archively just to be able to pipeline candidates, but uh most of the tools that I use are um you know, like uh, Chrome extensions and things like Lipple. Well see um, you you use a lot of little tools. What does Lipple do for you? Um, basically in LinkedIn, if people's profiles come up and you can't view their information, it'll open it up in an incognito tab so you don't have to construct the search on your own. 
What do you mean? I don't understand. You, Jerry, do you understand what she said? No, I'm just making it seem like I do. Okay, oh, okay. well, yeah, explain <laughs> it, because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, let's it's, it's an extension. It comes up as a bar, and when you do a search within LinkedIn for a particular criteria and say you get back, you know, you're on page two or three, mm-hmm. and the person's information is blocked, like you can only see their first name and last initial, and you can't yeah. actually view their history. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. click on the li- the Lipple bar, it will open up that person's profile, their generic profile that's not blocked from you as a LinkedIn user in Google. So, like, it'll put it up in an incognito well, tab. Okay. So it'll have uh-huh. their name, uh-huh. and, their, and, and, and you'll be able to view their background. That Very free? cool. It's, so it does it a Google free. search on that person for you, in other words, automatically. You don't have to take out their right. headline and put it in Google and then run it, run it through on your own. Is that, that essentially what it does? That, that is correct. And they just uh, created an interface upgrade today that allows it to work with Facebook, too. Okay, and so that's free, and it's spelled, spell it for us. L-I-P-P-L, like P is in Peter, P is in Peter, L is in Larry, L-I-P-P-L. Does anybody else here use that? There's a lot of recruiters on the line. Anybody else use it? I do. Who, I do. Kathy Manis? Yeah, yeah, but I just found a new one that if you go to this guy, he'll give it to you for a month. It's in beta testing, and it's called A-E-V-Y. It is the most incredible tool I have ever seen in my life. I mean, it really? brings up, yeah, it brings up everything on a person. It is so massive and so precise. I love it. I'm meeting with him tomorrow um, to discuss more about it, but I, it's just, it's an incredible so, tool. So how, how come, I, I saw something about that already. How can they get it? AEVY.com? Yeah, no, well, if they want to email me, he's asking for me to um, suggest people to use it. So, What's your, you know, they email can email now? me as What's Your name is changing so often, I don't know what it is anymore. What's your email? Do Kathy Manis, just do Kathy Manis at Gmail. Okay, that's Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y-M-A-N-N-I-S at Gmail. That's worked forever. That's, that's... Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you very uh-huh. much. Thank you, Kathy. Okay. I have a quick to... question for Kathy. Go- so, so basically, what it, the functionality you know, is, basically, um, it's basically is a word that's banned from this show. Don't say it here. Yeah, you can use primarily. You can okay. Use in essence. Primarily, uh, then. There you go. <laughs> um, Will will it replace like having to use like Connectifier or three sixty or Connect Six? Like it incorporates oh, yeah. all of the I mean, functionality so in much, one. Oh yeah, this is so much more in depth than that. It's Unbelievable! I if if I get this tool, I this is all I will use. Oh, I'm excited! Sounds expensive. Okay. Yeah. Is Steve Levy on the show? He's on Twitter. He uses Lipple. He says it works most of the time, pretty good. Okay. <clears throat> I just thought if he was there. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Okay. So, how much Boolean do you know? You're an expert recruiter. How much Boolean do you know? And how how do you use it? You know, I used to use it more often before things like um, Cell Hack and Recruitum were available that can that actually constructs it for you. Um, but typically, I mean, I use just in Google and Bing, really. Okay, and so, but how sophisticated? How much do you know? I mean, you're an expert recruiter. I want to know what an expert recruiter knows. How much Boolean do you know? Are you a black belt Boolean expert? No, I'm not. I'm not a black belt Boolean. 
but Yellow I bell? do. I know enough to be a Green little bell? dangerous. Like I can construct strings, and I know like which modifiers work with you know which search engines. Okay, and so which which tools do you say that do that for you that you're using now? Uh, Recruitum and Cellhack. Recruitum, mm. what's that? Uh, the website is recruitin.net. Just leave the G off recruiting. Yeah. And basically what it does is it is a Boolean constructor for all of, uh, like, the major uh, net- networking sites. So yeah. it'll it'll make it for you in LinkedIn. It'll make it for you in Google+, Twitter. Levy just pinged me. He's in queue. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Anybody else? Everybody Sorry I open. interrupted the throw. Okay, does that does that does anybody else use Recruitum? Who's here? Anybody heard of it? I've heard no. of it, but I haven't used. Okay, well there you go, Kathy. Who, who who said they used it? Oh, is that Levy with the noise? Does he recognize no, no, that's me. I got to call the animal. Okay. But you know what, hey, animal? Easy. I I only well, have. Let me, uh, uh, let me welcome. Steve hey, wait! No, no, I only have thirteen minutes on this okay, call. Go ahead. And go ahead. I just don't see where Boolean is an absolute necessity anymore. I mean, it's natural language searches. Anybody agree with I that? Mean, well, you know, animal. You know, you know, natural language searches, Boolean searches are all nice, but you know, there there, there are other elements of searching that are that are, that are missed point. by sources. Get to the point. Get to the point. Emails are still godly. If you know yeah. how, if you if you know how, if you know how to write emails, look, you come on my show once every five years, and now you're trying to wreck it already. Don't do that. I don't wreck your chat, okay? I just I just want to hear you sing again. I already sang. <laughs> okay, so okay, so we got what, what is? I'm going to go back to Corinne. Corinne, that's Steve Levy. Do you know Levy recruits? Follow him on no, Twitter. I can't you'll get, say I do. You'll get to like I'm him sorry. at Levy recruits. Okay, so just let's like, move just like get to like animal. Yeah, let's. She likes me already. That's why she's here. But she was scared before she came on the search show. You're not scared now, are you? No, no, I'm fine. I was just See, more like nervous. Just telling, like I didn't know what just, to expect. You're just telling us what you do. How hard is that? Okay, I'm just asking you what you do every day. <laughs> right. Lord. You use connect to fire and connect six, and those are just aggregators as well. Okay. Those are just aggregators for all the information about that person. Am I right? That's correct, yep. Okay, but but Kathy says this AEVY is going to beat all those things. So we'll see. You know what? Dean DeCosta is coming on the show in a few weeks, and we'll see what he says, Kathy. Okay? Well, he's using it, too. He's using it as well. Yeah, I'm using Adam. I'm using it, too. It's, it's good. It, it, it's good. I, I had a nice long chat with Martin. It's 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 pretty darn good. Okay, AEVY dot com. Okay, so let me just move on. Corinne, Corinne, mm-hmm. we're still going to just. I'm going to finish off about sourcing. Do you notice? Do you have any special search engines that you like to use, or are they just all the same? Uh. They're pretty much. I, I think that the results might vary, but they still give about the same results. Uh huh. You know, you okay. can do like custom circuit search engines in Google, or you can. I mean, most of the time, I think Google is probably my favorite. It's like my go-to search engine. Okay. Okay. Next question. I've never asked this before. How much sleep do you get every night to feel real? Do you need? Do you get enough sleep to feel rested? Does that help you 
the world. I've read a half a dozen articles in the last couple of weeks about sleep and how important it is and how powerful it makes you. Yeah, I get about six hours a night. Uh-huh. Is that enough? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. I mean, okay. more than eight, and I'm kind of useless, less than six, and I'm kind of useless. Now, in the job, know? I want to know what motivates you. You know, there's people, a guy was on here last week, Mike Schwedian, or his name is Chewy, we call him now. Chewy. And, yeah. yeah. He, he said, you know, what motivates him about recruiting is that he likes to help people. You know, nobody comes on the show and says they're motivated by money or they just have to, you know, do their job so they can pay their rent. What is it that grabs you about recruiting? Yeah, it is. I mean, it does sound trite, but it is part of the reason. Like, I really do. Who's like doing the noise? To... Who's moving everything around in their mic? Don't do that. Go ahead. If the show's boring, hang up. Or ask a better question. Somebody got a better question? You got a better question? I'm yeah, if you, I mean, is your guest a recruiter or a sourcer? Because you're calling her a recruiter, but you're asking her all sourcing questions. But, Kathy, you know what? First of all, there's no difference. All the recruiters used to be sourcers, and now all the sourcers are telling us they're recruiters, okay? <laughs> Anymore. I mean, not where I work. It's like it's defined. Okay, so you're a name gen person. No, you're not. You contact people as well. Yes, right? I do. Okay, well, yes. don't, don't screw me up. The show's going down. I'm not 100%, but it's since Levy came on, it's, it's been slowing down, okay? Okay, absolutely. I miss Levy. Yeah, I miss I want, that voice. I want to know what motivates you. you. You you like helping people? Is that it? Yeah, I do. Um, and I, I like making connections with people. I, I actually like speaking to people you know, learning about what they do and, and trying to make a right fit. And I can't do that for everybody, but I genuinely, I do like helping people. I mean, look, I write look, resumes yeah, for people, on, and on, I do on, it for on, free. Hold on, i got to move things ahead. Now, look, you know what? If somebody's happy in their job and you're just calling them and, you know, getting them something better, it's nice, but they don't really need your help. You're not helping people who need help. You're just shuffling people around, right? Well, I... I don't know. Sometimes people are just complacent. They're not truly happy at their job. They're just there because they are earning the paycheck. And, yeah, and maybe you. they are just, you know, they I weren't taking an active role. Florence Nightingale or anything like that. Now, you say on your website, on no, 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 on LinkedIn, you say, as a business development manager, I've generated lots of money for the companies that I have represented. I, I've represented, I have been responsible for training and managing other team members. I want you to train us here. How do you get new business? What should we do to get new business? Well, there there are different approaches for different, I mean, it depends on, you have to quantify what new business means and, and what your market I want to is. Bring in, I want a business development. I want to bring in new clients for the recruiting business. What do I do? Okay. Are what you looking you locally or are you looking for national accounts? Because the approaches Doesn't are way matter. different. It does so, matter. Well, explain that. What do you mean? There, there are different things that would work in a local market Hold that on. don't necessarily Kelly, work with national Kelly's accounts. complaining the show's boring. Sorry. Call in. Ask her another question if you think mine aren't any yeah, good. Yeah, a question. I don't care. Um, nope. Yeah, but as far as business 
development. I mean, in a local market, it requires a lot more face-to-face networking. You have to be visible in your market in order to be able to close deals. We're in a national, you know, obviously you're, you're not going to be flying out and talking to people. You're going to be trying to uh, entice them by enhancing your personal branding, and uh, and you have to be knowledgeable. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. If you can get business nationally without meeting the person, why can't you do the same locally? I mean, if you're living it, where do you where where are you located? Philadelphia? Uh, um, South Jersey, but um, close so to Philadelphia. You're in. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are. Okay, let's imagine you're in Philadelphia or Newark, New Jersey. If someone can call from California and pick up a, a job order in Newark without meeting the guy, how come you can't call if you're in Newark and get a job order without meeting the oh, guy? you can. I mean, I can, and I've been successful, but I've closed way more business actually going to the client site and learning, let them explain their business to me so I know how to pitch them. Well, you know, it's you a little bit the, different. They, they how do you spend get more out time the with client site? How do you get Am out I on? Yeah, you're on. Oh Lord! Sorry, how, how everybody. After the client site, before you got before you've got them as a client. I'm sorry. What was that? You said you get more business by going out to the client site. What do you go on a tour? How do you get to the client site if you're not already uh, doing business with them? Oh, well, you research and you try to. Uh, most of the time, you really don't get them live on the phone. Sometimes you just have to show up and ask if the person's available. And uh, there are other tricks that I've used before where I would drop off little notes and things and not actually ask to see the person, but continually every day at, or every Thursday at lunchtime for a period of a couple of weeks, drop off a business card and a note, and it kind of developed intrigue. They called me. They say, you always come here. You never ask to see me. You know, what can I do for you? So it's worked very well. Okay. I take it back. Kelly said she didn't say it was boring. She just said that everybody has the right to speak up. Thank you for managing my audience for me. I appreciate it. I really do. Does anybody have a question about this business development thing? I don't think we got a good answer yet. And she says that's one of her specialties. I want to know what she does. Anybody got a question for her? I have a question. I have Go a ahead. question. Who's, who is it? I did. It's a three one three area code, man. You know who that is. Oh, Nahez. Go ahead. I'm just curious. I, okay, so you've got uh, this lady that's an HR manager uh, down the, you know, at the local company, and Steve Nahez is going to go down there every single day and drop off his business card and walk out. <laughs> and I'm just no, curious what, she, what she's. No, no. I'm just curious what she, what you think she's going to think of that. I, 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 w- I didn't do it every day. It was just one day a week for a couple of weeks. And truthfully, it, I would target at the time. I mean, and that was just that was something I did special along with my regular jobs. But for the bigger companies I was targeting, and, and I would target seven companies at a time for seven weeks, and my return was six out of seven would call me for an appointment. And what kind of positions were you trying to fill? Were those hospitals, or what kind of companies were they? They're, they were corporate admin. It was when I, it was the agency jobs, so like um, customer service. You know, they were like office staff. Okay, but Nahez is trying – this is the guy you're talking to. We call him Nahez. He's trying to place engine, automotive engineers, okay? And so, hey, animal, 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 animal. Please unmute the 609 area code. 
I did. One of our friends from New Jersey has a very important statement. Okay, Heather, 609 is open. Go ahead, 609. I'm going to let you interrupt me. I'm a, it's Mike A. Stringer. And oh, hell no. Jeez. I apologize for calling in late. I wanted to ask you to do this at the beginning of the show, uh, and I can't stick around, but I just want to say that in the last three or four years that I've been a part of the show, I would like to take back everything I've ever said about Jerry Albright. He is a god, a recruiting god, and and the most professional and and uh, successful recruiter in our little group here. Okay, but what about Steve? Oh, my. Hold on. Let's just let that sink in a little bit. You, you made a lot of nasty remarks about him on Facebook, and when I told you as a friend – not to do that, you uh, cut me off, you defriended me, and you put on a big speech by Martin Luther King. Are you going to apologize to Steve? He's on the line right now. This statement has nothing to do with Nahez. I said Jerry. Let's just let it be the beautiful statement that it is. Why Why ruin this for me, animal? <laughs> huh? Thanks, Mike. Hey, Mike, I appreciate it. Appreciate I still it. feel exactly the same way about Nahez. This is about Jerry. <laughs> That's a love fest. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're going, thank you, Mike. Um, thanks, thanks, Mike. Love, it is a river. Everybody <laughs> get on the love train. Yeah. Come on. You're a hippie. We're going to sing that song, Karen. No, next time. <laughs> we're going to okay. today. So, are, so, hold on. are we done talking about I me? Something, though. It sounded pretty heated. Like this guy was smack talking somebody. He's a, he's a, 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 a an attacker. He's a, an attack dog, and he's kind of funny. He's a smart guy. He's funny, but he went totally wild on Steve Nahez, who's a great guy, as far as I can tell. I endorse Stephen Nahez. I like him. I think he's smart. And I think he's interesting. Okay. So, and I think yeah, and that's like why him. and that's why I need to hang up. That's why I need to hang up. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Aww. I just want to make that clear. Now, check in the mail, Mike. Coming back. But coming didn't back. didn't she say she left her card and a note? Yeah, yeah, personal note. Yeah. What, Maureen, did note say? what did the note say? Go ahead. Your good, good question, Maureen. Good question. Welcome back, Maureen. Thanks. Yeah, I, most of them I would just custom print a card, and it would be just something like little, like a. I'd put a first aid symbol on the front, and when you open it up, it would say, you know, first aid for your HR. Another one was like a fire truck, and it would say, you know, we put out fires. You know, we put out HR fire. What about like a little kitten, little kid, baby kitten? Picture. A kitten? Oh, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah, you could have done something with really it. Well. You know, the, she'd kiss it with the lipstick on. Okay, so but no, but I, I really want to know this. He gave an example. He took it to an extreme. What if I went in every day? You didn't go in every day. But let's say he wanted to do it, and he's placing automotive engineers. You know, if he went around to companies, you know, what if he left a cupcake? Would that be even better? Or like, I'm really serious. You're saying you got six out of seven. Uh, clients uh, do, Oh, you always got to grease the girl at the front. I would bring in, like, bonbons, or I'd bring in cupcakes, something sweet, always for the, the chick at the, at the gatekeeper. The gate, what gate about something healthy, like, 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 a, like a relish tray? <laughs> no. I would. I'd bribe them. I would bribe them to get in there. <laughs> okay. You do what you got to do. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> That's kind of interesting, okay? But what about... It is. What I, I, I I'm, the I'm, difference is not um, only did I get the job, but it. then I kept them. Yeah, I that's, that's the real key. The yeah, more I you can do the less you have to be out begging for new customers all the time. Yeah, Jerry I, says I, a, I lot recep- a lot of a lot of 
lobbies he goes into nowadays don't have gatekeepers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just have like a there's like a phone right there and Is a sign like a window. And you have to a window. Where do you guys live? The ghetto? I've never seen there's anything a, like that. Hey, you know what? Watch what you're saying on this show, okay? The ghetto. What's wrong with the you're well, in fact, to in fact, no. Or a couple no, weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks ago, I was at one of the largest automotive suppliers in the world, in the ghetto. Well, a little bit north of the ghetto. Walked in there. There is no receptionist in there. Nobody. There is a phone. There's no directory. There's nothing. You better know your person's extension, or you can stand there poking around on that thing all day, and nothing's gonna happen. Really? Wow, I, I have yeah. to say I've never been to an office that was like that. I've Every been to one out of five is. I remember Jerry went someplace in Michigan, and the, he he took pictures of that uh, lobby. It was terrible, and posted it on, on uh, Twitter or Facebook. I can't remember. And then the woman wasn't even there. I remember that uh, when he did that. It happens you had an appointment, and the woman wasn't there? Why do we have to assume it was, it was a woman that wasn't there? That's what he said. <laughs> Guy wasn't there, animal. Okay. Let's move on. Karen, Karen, Corinne, rather, if we want to get business. So now you told us one way. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to hear about how did no, that no, make you feel, Jerry. What? I want to hear about how that made Jerry feel to be stood up like that. No, leave be me stood alone. up? Did you get stood oh, up? Oh, no, Anna, well, you're talking about that, oh, the HR lady up in Wisconsin. That I, She said, yeah, call me when you're going to be here. Call me when you're like 20 minutes away. I called and said, hey, I want to be there. I'm on my way. I stood in that lobby, and, and again, another place where you only ring the extension. I could hear her extension ringing down around the corner. I'm like, hey, I'm here. I waited. I waited like for two hours maybe. Between oh the lobby goodness. and the parking lot, but she was fired like I don't know three or four months later. She was not wow. the bridge to the talent world that, uh, that this company needed. Yeah. Did Can you get I her fired, Jerry? Show again. I kind of guessed. Corinne. Who? Corinne. Corinne's my yes. guest. Oh, Corinne. hi, Corinne. Hi. Oh my goodness, so, I'm getting off track. So if you know, that's one way that. You say worked, actually, you know, that even even they as in a completely different industry might try. But what about calling somebody up for business? Do you go in with a great candidate or uh, do you just call up and introduce yourself and say, I'd like to do business with? I would say both. I mean, if I had a really fantastic candidate, I would market the heck out of them, you know. Uh, and how, and um, what's, what's your spiel? How, if, give us a, if you've done it, you must give us a, an idea of how you do it. Okay. Um Pick up. If, of course, you have to have the right contact information, and we'll say like, uh, well, Adele's playing on the radio, so, you know, hi Adele, it's Corinne from blah blah blah. How you doing today? Do you have a sec? No. Okay, then um, when's a good time to call you back? And if they do, then you continue and say, you know, uh, I know that your company is really redefining their corporate strategy, and I have somebody who's skilled in that who would make an excellent asset to your team. Would you mind if I send you the resume? And most of the time they say, no, okay, you know, and then I'll say, great, I'm going to give it to you. Take a look at it. Let me know what you think. I'll give you a call back, what, two days from now or tomorrow? And usually they say two days, and I'll schedule actually schedule the time. I try not to get off the phone until I have a follow-up time. Or if sometimes you catch people right when they need you and they say, fantastic, oh, my goodness, can, when can I see this person? 
and it yeah. does happen, you know. Okay, it's and rare, when you send the resume, me. when you send the resume, do you take uh, the current company name off and the, and the name of the candidate off? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Want, I'm not doing their work for them. You know what I mean? Is, so you take the company yeah. name off, so they don't want to. Mm, I don't like that. Yep. I. I. Yeah. I mean, I. Truthfully, um, if you've ever been, well, I don't know what kind of recruiting you all do, but if you've ever done just contingent recruiting, you know, you get you get people that walk all over you. They'll they'll say they're not interested, and then you find out two months later via LinkedIn that so and so is working at a job you presented them to. You know. Okay. Well, that's why you don't send introduce at least with me. And there's a million ways to do this. Uh, I like to start off with getting an agreement to recruit for him before I send anybody over there. I don't like the blind, ambiguous, uh, fake, generic resumes. Uh, that's just no, not they're me. never fake. It I, works, I always, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. The blinded or whatever, masked, whatever you call it. I think it just starts off your relationship by saying, "I think you're probably going to want to screw me," and that's just not <laughs> the first thing I want to say to somebody. Hey, don't Understood. screw me. Understood. That's, yeah, that's just me. Okay, Corinne. Now you said when you the way you pitched it, the first thing you said was, "I know your company is undergoing certain changes or reconstruct reinventing their corporate strategy, something like that." So, if you're going to call somebody for a business development call, are you going to research that company before you call them? And if so, how much time are you going to spend on it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if it is a local company, there's really not much time because there probably isn't a lot of media out there. But if it's a larger corporation, you know, you should not only take a look at what they offer, you know, you want to know their products and services, you want to know who their customers are, who they're already doing business with, but you're also going to want to check, uh, you know, any recent media updates, you know, that aren't produced by them and, and to see where they sit in their marketplace or any major changes that are going on so that you know, you know, how to pitch them or where their pains may be so you okay. can better so, address yeah. it. Okay, so if you're going to make 20 calls in a day, that's a lot of research, right? No, not really. I mean, with the information today, it's, you know, it's really not as hard as it used to be. You know what I mean? Like, I've been a recruiter for, like, 17 years or 16 years, and it was a lot different then where you really only had – you know, basic company websites and, and yellow page ads and things like that. But um, but the information is so readily available, you know, as long as you can scan okay, and if you be call, able to. If you call somebody up and they say, I don't use recruiters, are you going to push back and try to sell them or you just say, okay, thanks, sorry to take your time? No, of course. You always push back. You know, no, I want to hear what you say. Before, I, or, yeah, go ahead. I want to hear. You know, has the, has, have you had a bad experience with recruiters? You know, and you never know. They'll open up or just it's just not our policy. I mean, if they tell you point blank we don't have a budget for it, then I'm not going to push on it. You know what I mean? But if they are telling me, oh, I had a horrible experience with this, you know, with a recruiter before, blah, 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 you know, you just – at that point, there's there's reason for objection. But I really don't no, push well, okay, too hard so, on Okay, so what budget. if they tell you? What if someone tells you I, I had a bad experience or I've had three bad experiences and I'm not interested anymore? How are you going to say I'm different in a way that they're going to believe you? Well, that's that's a good question. You'd have to try to see if they are open enough to explain why that recruiter was bad, so you can combat it with. No, no, I have you uh, listen. No, 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 no. You told me yes, I will push back. So you must oh, right. have some experience to draw on. How have you done it? If you tell me you've never done it, that's okay with me. But if you're telling no, me no, that, I yeah, well, can you turn no. someone around? Well, give me a chance. Could you say, look, give me a chance. 
you know, we'll we'll check every day or two days to see if you're still happy with me. If you're not, you know, I'll screw up. What do you do to turn the person around? Well, I try to explain to them, listen, you know, our, we are different. You know, you're going to receive a high level of touch that you deserve. I'm going to take the time to know your business as well as I possibly can so that the fits that I, the people that I send you are going to be people you're going to want to speak to instead of just treating it like another account, seeing you want an admin and sending you an admin. I'm going to see that, you know, if you want an admin that has experienced planning meetings and works for a large distribution company, then that's what I'm going to find you. I'm going to, you know, I have a lot of resources available to me. I have a solid Okay, team. you know what? What about you know. giving them somebody's name to call as a reference? Would you do that? If I had already checked, I did have a couple of references that would allow me to use their name. And that in that case, if they wanted to, you know, they could. And I tell them, hey, listen, you know, we've done recruiting for these companies because they were, you know, they allowed me to use their name. And we've successfully placed whatever it was, 30 customer service reps over the past six months there. And they're okay, all anybody, and they anybody, I got a question. Okay, I think I'm done with that. Anybody else got a question who's on the line or a suggestion? I just opened three one three. Anybody, anybody, anybody want to talk? Mike A. Stringer is my reference, by the way. Yeah, we heard about uh, that. Okay. Did you anybody hear about else? That? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What a turnaround! What a turnaround! I don't know what's going on behind what the scenes on. there. I'm not interested. Okay. Okay. You know. Oh, really? What are you suggesting? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Corinne. 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 Yes. Did Corinne. I thought I'm you hung here. up or something. Okay. Now, I've read a lot of articles that say hiring managers are more picky than they used to be, and uh, that's why the hiring process is taking longer, you know, and they're kind of unrealistic, and, and they're making, you know, stupid demands on recruiters. <clears throat> and is the earth true? is warming. Is that true or false? I absolutely agree with that, and there's a big reason for it is that, when we had that recession and there were so many people out of jobs, hiring managers had the upper hand. So they had multiple applicants, and they were getting better people for a lower dollar amount, but that's starting to shift, and they don't realize it, and they're still trying to bring in, you know, A players on a B player salary, you know, or they're expecting the cream of the crop. Well, the cream of the crop, you know, you're going to have to pay for them, and you're going to have to be able to develop a value proposition that's going to make them want to come to your company. And uh, and I think that if hiring managers were, you know, you can only educate them so much. You have ones that are just horrible to work for. You have ones that are a dream, that trust you as a recruiter, you know. Um, but I think that definitely, you know, they're – they're getting very, they're more they're picky stupid. now than they were, yeah. say, five, six years ago. They're not with it, in other words. They're not with it in general. Right. Okay. Right. Fine. I think they need are you to gonna be get better in trouble? educated uh, on the market. Are you going to get in trouble for saying nobody's listening to you on this show anyway? Even the people who are on are hanging up, so you don't have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But. I know. I'm boring. I'm not yelling at <laughs> No, I, 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 don't <laughs> I don't think you are. I've got a question. Go ahead. Now, am I... I are you out of your uh, questions that you had planned, well, Animal? Go ahead, Jerry. No, I'm not, but go ahead. Okay, Corinne. I noticed that your Twitter profile says you're Senior Diversity Recruiter. Correct. Uh, that's the first thing that you say about yourself. Yes. What does that mean? That means that I am responsible for educating the team on diversity strategies. I help develop diversity strategies and I also help 
um, attract diverse candidates to our position. Can you define diverse the, or diversity for the layman? The, we use the same um, description as defined in the OFCCP compliance, which basically okay. means anybody outside of white. The really, white guy crowd. Yep, exactly. You know what? I don't oh. want to talk about that. That's diversity. Oh, yeah. oh, I see. Your guest is a senior diversity recruiter, and you don't want to talk about it. She just moved yeah. into that role a year Ridiculous. ago, and, and and she's been in recruiting a long time. I want to know that. about it. Your 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 audience, whoever they no, may they be. No, they don't. Does anybody hear, want to know does about anybody that? Anybody else want to know about it? No, no. <laughs> okay, you're just hey, I tried, on it man. Like a sore. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, you know, what if you're okay? This is like this is a clash of the titans. I'm going to go with Jerry on this one. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Maureen wants to hear about it. Yeah, no. I do. I want to hear how about do you, it. How do you um, shake out the undesirable, a.k.a. non-diversity candidates? You know what? Do you, I don't what wanna, message I, do you I will mute you. I don't want to talk about this, okay? It's not an issue I'm interested Seriously? in. Seriously? Yeah, I'm not interested in it. I am not interested in it. I am. Maureen is. Anybody there's else? A, there's no diversity people on the show. I am. Sounds Get interesting. Nahez is interested in it. Has three people, diversity. three of your audience interested in diversity recruiting. Your guest is a senior diversity recruiter, and you're saying you don't want to hear about it? That's right. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. <laughs> God. Okay. Let's Corinne. get Mike Stringer back on. Corinne. Uh, he has some good stuff to say. Corinne. <laughs> Corinne, do you know anybody you would actually call a thought leader in recruiting? Be careful here. Oh my God, this is this is the better topic than. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good Lord. Um, no, that, so, I don't want to go with always the the trait standbys. You know what I mean? Like you know, oh Lou Adler, he's like the grandfather of recruiting. You know, but, uh, but yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I don't want to go. Um, truthfully, I can't say that there is one person. I I more follow. Like block, like the like source con, you know what I mean? And they're individual recruiters that post something to me that's worth, you know, that's valuable. Uh-huh. I, I look more for the information than the actual person. Uh-huh. Coming back to the hiring. Great manager, answer. Great answer. How often, how often do they change their orders midstream? I mean, if you, you know, they'll give you a job description, you go out looking for the person, and uh, then they'll change the spec. Either because you told them that you know what they're looking for is not realistic, or they just realized that they they didn't really give you what they really need. I mean, how often does it change? How often does a job description become a moving target? Not very often in in my present position, and it's basically you know we do very intensive intakes where we dive deeper and ask the questions and. Even if we, if they tell us something that we think is not really what they're looking for or what they need, we'll add in and say, okay, well, what about a person who has this experience or wouldn't you find this important? Um, most of the hiring managers that I've dealt with have been hiring managers for some time, and they know the position and they know what type of skill set works there. I mean, it's also my job to try to broaden what their scope is and basically say, hey, listen, you know, this person has the right experience, but it might be a little different, you know, they're – their mindset might be something that would be beneficial to your team or whatever. But, so, uh, so you're you're but, just working with 
people who know what they're doing, and you're lucky about that. What about in your previous years? Were there lots of people who, you know, really weren't good at giving you a job description or just gave you ridiculous, uh, you know, uh, they wanted the oh, sun yeah. and the moon oh, yeah, to absolutely. start? Where you have conflicting skill sets that they want, you know, not conflicting, but things that aren't common, you know what I mean? Where, um Say they want somebody yeah. with a strong do? sales management background, do? but they also want them to be able to write like SQL, you know. So, I, I what do I do when you get something that's which one? Where it's either ridiculous or the moving target? They're both the same thing, and in my opinion, but let's say ridiculous, okay? Okay, yeah. The expectations are just not. I mean, first of all, I never tell them that right from the door. I tell them it might be difficult. Let me run some pre- preliminary searches, see who I know and see, you know, what the market dictates. And then I will get back to them and I'll say, listen, you are not going to find this person in this price range or in this location. And I try to, you know, offer up suggestions and then try to pin down the maybe three to five most important qualities or skills that that person that they look to hire might have and then go from there. Now, will they ever give you a – now, Amy Alice said something really interesting. At least I like the way she puts it. She said sometimes good consulting as a recruiter is going to look like bad customer service because, you know, whatever that hiring manager says, you say no, no, no. So if you're doing that, if you've got a dope for a hiring manager and you're saying no, that's not realistic, that's not realistic, are they going to, you know, put in a bad report for you or, you know, are these people, you know, can you educate them? Do they come around? Uh, some people are, I mean, I've had experience with both. I mean, for the most part, when you try to explain to them the market and if they tell me that they have a different picture of it, I want to know where it came from because then maybe I need to adjust my recruiting strategy and, and they might know something that I don't know. But, um, you know, there, there are a couple stubborn, hard-headed people. And, I mean, I've had it where it's come in where I have the position and after – Three months of submitting people, everybody's been declined, and they're not happy, and, and they call it out to agency, and then it sits for another three months, and agency hasn't provided anyone. They, they're they just unable to No, but to I mean, I, I, I'm going to leave this in a minute, but does it ever, you know, smack you in the face when you, it comes time for your performance review? You look like you're doing a lousy job because you're working for an idiot. Uh, I mean, I might have. I don't I, – I've had very few negative – uh, comments or remarks that had been escalated or put into my performance reviews. Uh-huh. Um, because ultimately, you know, I think customer service isn't just giving them what they want, but I think it's giving them the things they don't know they yeah, want. Yeah, but I mean, if you give a little kid what they don't want, they don't appreciate it. But I'm going to move on. How do you, We've had a discussion going on recently. How do you make your first contact with a candidate? Do you, do you just wait for... Uh, uh, ad responses to come in, or do you actually look people up on the internet? Sounds like you do, and then call them, initiate the contact. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's okay. either, I either do it phone or email, and basically I tell them, you know, where I found their information, and that, you know, if it's for a particular position I'm looking, you know, I'll I'll let them know. Hey, listen, your profile looks fantastic for this job that I have. You know, and I give them a quick idea of who McKesson is and. And then um, why I think that their skill set, uh, you know, would be a great match and, and why we would ultimately like to see them apply. Yeah, but hold so, on a sec. What works best for you, email or phone? Or, you know, uh, we've had this. I think on- email, actually. I mean, and I, if I, you were to ask me this a few years ago, it would be completely reversed. But I find that I end up getting voicemails more often. 
and I'll leave my email, and people even respond via email. They don't call me back. They're emailing me back and saying, hey, I got your voicemail, you know. So I found that um, – and I don't Oh, so really, you're calling and you're saying um, – I don't – you're leaving a message and you're saying, could you please um, call me or send me an email, and then you're leaving your email address. Well, I'm leaving my phone number, but on my outgoing, if I happen to be busy and I can't get to the phone, I have both my phone and my email listed. So instead of people leaving me voicemails, they end up hanging up and emailing me. So, I mean, they're still getting through to me, but... Um, but yeah, when I you do. leave your email, do you spell it out? I do spell it out, yes. And you spell it out slowly? Yes. <laughs> yes, I well, do. No, don't laugh. I mean, some people, you somewhere know, else. they just say, <laughs> email me, and they don't bother to give their email address. Or they give their email address, and they don't spell it out. And, they and those are the losers in society, Maureen. Let them continue. <laughs> you know what? There's tons of people who mumble on their voicemail. You can barely exactly. make up their names, let alone their email and address. And they're losers. And they're losers. You guys can call me. You can tell me how bad my outgoing stinks. I'll give you my number. <laughs> okay, listen. Them. Hold on a second. Corinne, Corinne, but what about when you're contacting them by email? Isn't there a real danger with your email going to junk mail? What's your response rate on email? Email first um, contact. First contact, I can't I, – I honestly say I don't have the numbers, but I think I do pretty well. I mean, I, I email – I try not to use in-mail at all. I'll go – and use some of the other tools to find their personal email, and I email them at their personal email, and I think that's when I get a better response rate. You know, okay. if I in-mail, in-mail is kind of like, oh, here's another recruiter, let me throw that away, you know? Now, the thing is, we've had recruiters on this show who, you know, use, they say don't go in with a job. You just go in and say you want to talk about their career in general. You don't, you don't go for that. If you've got a specific job you're calling about, you'll talk to them about that right away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they. I think from a candidate perspective, too, I mean, if somebody was calling me and say, hey, your profile is awesome, let's talk, you know, I'd want to know why. Why are you calling me? Why do you want to talk to me? At least well, it's I'm not just because I, I want to meet you. I, I actually have something that could be of value to you, which would be a new position, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I like what you said. Um, anything else that I haven't covered that you think is uh, is good or if, that you'd really like to share with us? You know, I did have a question, and I, I don't know. Um, as far as technology goes, I mean, I'm okay, but I'm, you know, I can't write code. I'm not real savvy that way. And and I was just curious as to whether or not anyone here has used Yahoo Type for recruiting. What did you say? Some jerk was making noise on the phone. What did you say? I was I was wondering if anybody has used Yahoo Pipes for recruiting. Yahoo Pipes? Yes. You should ask that at the beginning when there was a lot of people on. They've been hanging up for a while. Oh, <laughs> let man. Me, let, me, let me open 469. 469, have you used Yahoo Pipes? Yeah, uh, back in 2007, I think, when it first came out. Uh-huh. And, and how, did you ever thing. find any value in it? Um, I just played around with it because other people were saying it. No one ever used it. To, I mean, I think we were on the show at one point talking about it. It was a long time ago. Right. I I know, I, I've, I've noticed it was a long time ago, but I think that since technology's changed, like I was wondering if it's something worth revisiting. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just a, a speed aggregator. Right. Right. Uh, I, I would. So, I wouldn't trust anything like that in general because uh, the automation breaks it so often that the time you put into it, it's just better to pick up. There's so many new cool tools. 
it's easier to grab one and play with it for a bit than trying to reconstitute an old one. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, if you can do that, just set up an RSS feed or set up search alerts or, you know, there's a ton of companies that will deliver that directly to you, and they do a bad job. So if ones you're paying do a bad job, what can a free one do for you? Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. That's Jim Durbin, the famous Jim Durbin, okay? Now, uh, uh, the final question, the final question for you, Corinne, it's the culture question. Do you do anything special to assess the culture of your candidates before you present them to the company? Um, hmm. I mean, most of the, I do ask, like, behavior-based questions. Are you mean, like, culture meaning diversity culture? No, no, no. Yeah, Obviously, culture, culture. No, right? no, no. Culture isn't important to you. It isn't important to most of people. They all say it is, but it isn't important. Jim, do you have anything to say before hey, I move on? Yeah, you know what I say about culture. What? I just I tell I ask the company what they think their culture is, and I repeat it back to them until they say you've got it, and then I tell the candidate that a couple times, and if the candidate can repeat it to me, it means they understand it. Yeah, it, but what That's if the company tell you, if you ask a company what their culture is, they'll give you just a few sketchy comments. They don't even know, right? What do they usually say? Well, it's not the company culture. It's the individual managers and the division's culture. How what do they handle they things? How do they deal what with they conflict? The, the show's ending. What do they – okay, you, they actually – do you say to them, how do you manage conflict? Because that's a relevant question. Sometimes, but then they say things. I make it – you know, I'll put out an absurd comment like, what about someone from the junior league? And they're like, no. And that's suggesting there's a certain personality type that there's no reason to bring in front of them. Yeah. You know, you're just asking questions back and forth when you sit in front of them. Now, I don't know what the junior for league clues. is. But I'm getting tired. I'm going to have to save that for another time. <laughs> Anybody got something to say before we move on to Jerry? Corinne, any final words? No, um, thank you. And uh, it's been it's been very interesting. I'm I'm glad that I did it and I you know I uh I hope that everybody here you know will reach out yeah, and yeah, find yeah. me. I've been trying you to jot down names. Corin, call me, thank you. This is Jerry's uh, after show. You and I aren't allowed on it. And we critique your uh, your uh, appearance on the show, Corinne. And, and oh, if it's you stay be with us, then we're you're such a nice person that we aren't going to want to really tell you what we think about you. Oh, fair enough. But it's all is good. There a link I can go and find. I mean, are you guys twi- tweeted or what do you do? Yeah, you can follow all the tweets under Animal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of them. Thank you, Corinne. All right, thanks. Okay, Have a bye, great day, everybody. Bye. Bye. Maureen? She sounded disappointed she couldn't stay. I know. it. Let's just talk about you and your group that I bailed out on. Oh. <sighs> I I was hoping she could stay, and then we could talk about the diversity thing that Animal didn't want to talk about. Oh, well, why is he, is he so too? freaked out about that? I know. Is he gone, too? Yeah. It's weird. It's almost like he thinks that it's some subject that if anybody hears that he's talking about diversity, that he'll be shut down by the FCC, and he didn't care. 
And maybe it's weird. different. Maybe it's different in Canada. If if your title is senior diversity recruiter, yeah, I should be able to say, hey, what's that really mean? Hey, let's talk about it. Well, how about we all talk about it right now? Well, that's what I was thinking. Is it, shouldn't we just recruit everybody? <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a white guy, yeah. Well, we do. <laughs> yeah. I, I like there's there's a. Every once in a while you see um like a blog or some thing on like uh who who's who's the Huffington Post or something where a guy the most recent one was Jose. Mm-hmm. Nobody oh, called yeah. nobody called poor Jose about his <laughs> resume. Until he changed his name to Joe. <laughs> and then everybody called him. And I'm thinking, dude, he's got it he's got it exactly the opposite. <laughs> Especially when nearly every company has people specifically tasked with go find minority candidates. Yeah, bring me your Jose's. Yes. Your downtrodden. Necesitamos más yeah. Jose's. <laughs> your Jose's you know? ours. And poor, your poor old Joe is just sitting there. <laughs> Never like the Maytag repairman. <laughs> <laughs> you're not buying it. You don't think it works like that. Huh? It's baloney. It's people. It's people making up crap to get a good blog. And I'm sick of blogs too. <laughs> I'm sick of all of it. I'm sick of everything, man. I'm sick, I'm of, sick of LinkedIn. Of of I'm sick of Facebook. Let me get this straight. Jose in California couldn't get calls. Sounds like California has a diversity problem. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was in California. But yeah, maybe a guy named Joe in California's diversity. Is it Jose or Jose? Oh, it's not Jose. I I prefer Jose, but that's just me because I live in a highly Hispanic area. For real, and it's cool. It's great. I don't want I don't want NSA or the first CIA or whatever. reading anything from the Huffington Post. It's kind of like all the the hopes that go through. You actually they train you in college now to lie, so you can get awareness. And even if you're lying, the point is you raised awareness. Oh, right, like that one lady that needed all the free condoms and stuff because she was having a party, and next thing you know, Rush mentioned her name, and he about lost his whole business. Sandra Fluke. Who? Yes. She's running. You know, the she was well, yeah, 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 the, 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 the 29- or 30-year-old college student. Yeah, yeah, she's a real winner. <laughs> right. She's running for state oh, the, the one in California, that, and, then, uh, and she was backed no by, offense, by uh, one of the most powerful PR firms in the country who's run by Anita Dunn, the former former yeah. White House staff member. I was actually Shocking. pretty jealous of that lady because I was like, wow, she she needs contraceptives that much? Wow. I don't know. I mean, you know what the new thing now is over the counter. They don't want to sell over the counter. It's it's um it's anti women to sell birth control over the counter now. Uh, oh the I can't struggles of women. Out. Maureen has a I can't uh, figure woman. that one out. Maureen do you, a campaign in Colorado. Do you Maureen, um as are you hit, hit daily with the conservative campaign against women? Am I mean, I do you feel daily? it? <laughs> You're a woman. I know you feel it. The Are you aware of it? No. You know, I can't say I the am. Terrorists, the terrorists, the ISIS, ISIL people, the other day just said, Americans, we are going to enslave all your women. That that would be an official war on women, wouldn't oh, it be? Yeah, I'm afraid. Uh-huh. That's I'm official. Quaking. Yeah. I'm quaking. That is official. Mm-hmm. Come and get me. 
So yesterday they said My that house all is like an arsenal. Yeah, we 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 started blasting Syria, and it just so happens that we stopped some new group that I'd never even heard about, the coriander or the colanders. Yeah, I saw the Japanese animated movie I watch. What, so oh, there's a know, new group that was that was. They're now calling it a, a what a non-metallic bomb. The I, saw, I saw that video too, and I found it interesting that there's like no cars or no people anywhere near those buildings either. I thought that was kind of it was like obviously in the middle of the day or morning or whatever, and there was nobody around when the. I don't know. It's yeah, just it's kind of weird. Like, like the first night, it's like, okay, we're blasting Syria, and I'm thinking, okay, well, this sucks because the videos are all dark. And then <laughs> yesterday, it's like they had the real videos of the real stuff blown up, and I'm like, well, this sucks because it's old news. So my interest was about a half a day. I need better video yeah. of it. Hey, early in the show, somebody was, uh, Kathy was talking about this easy, E-A-Z-Y. I couldn't find it. I Googled it. It was E-A-V-Y, right? Talking about I couldn't find it. mumbling, I picked it up as E-A-B-Y, and then E-A-Y? he corrected it as E. We're going to have to go to the um, echo. What's the third letter? V as in Victor. Oh, animal! Okay. Somebody's on an 011 line or something. Just no, shut it no, off, it's, please. It's, it's Jim Durbin. I can't cut him off. So he is here. It's Durbin. That's who's talking to us. Yeah, and and oh, as soon Maureen. as I opened, as soon as I opened four six nine, I started getting the echo. You I want, did it. Want to, Texas. Well, you just hold on My a second, bad. Jim. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll mute it. put Jim on mute. Hold on, and you'll see it'll go away. Okay. Oh jeez. Talk, start talking now. There's Are no you echo. Kidding me. You want me to bring them back? Well, I just can't deal with it. I mean, okay. I'm a professional, man. I can't deal with it. I didn't get anything. EAV like Victor Y. But Kathy was making it seem like she, if she can afford it or something, is it a real expensive thing? No, no, no. It's in beta. It's in beta. You have to ask. Oh, this guy, in beta. What's her name? What's, what's her name? Kathy who? Kathy Manis. Manis. What was it okay. they were talking about? Kathy it sounded really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Kathy Manis, M-E-N-N-I-S. Hey, what do you think about this cast? I, I, give, I give the whole oh, show a ninety-three. It's A E V Y. Exactly. And I, I give the show a ninety-three. I liked it. I liked all of it. Up your professional world. Hmm. Now, who's that? Who was just speaking? Duke. Oh, my God, Duke. Duke McGavern. Oh, that voice. <laughs> that voice. It's Duke McGavern. Hey, uh, hey, Duke, we're going to let you talk to this lady. We won't mention any names, but this lady wants to talk to you. Yeah. Let's, right, take, right. It, let's take it to a room. <laughs> War on women. We're going to put it on hold for about ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah, oh, this has gone too far already. All right, well, I'm going to go grab a sandwich and watch... I could listen to that voice all day all long. All right. Duke McGavern. Is it McGavern or McGavin? What What was his last name, Duke? Uh, McGavern. Could you spell that, please? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to haunt you. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, Duke McGavern. I'm being punched up on Spokio as we speak. <laughs> 
is it is it the Scottish way with a with a McGavern M A C or is it McGavern like the Irish McGavern? Who well, are you online? Mick Mick almost sounds better. I could almost picture the long handlebar mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Who is it you sound <laughs> like? Who is it you sound like? Who do people tell you you sound like? Dude. Huh? Duke, Duke McGavern. <laughs> Come on. Who is it they tell you you sound like? <sighs> Who do you sound like? Hmm. Country and Western. I'm not sure. I've heard... Uh, that uh, Trey, Trey, what's his name? Sam guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, Eve, it's what's for I've dinner. Heard the Big Lebowski. I've heard that. That guy's too much. sexy. I'm going Wilford Brimley. No, he sounds like um. I could do um. I could yeah, do, the guy uh, in Lebowski that does the the. Uh, I can the, do the dad in Roseanne. No, Only no, you can the the bar and talks. What's his name? John Goodman. Is that it? No. No, Sam. What's his last name? Sam uh, Ellis or something like that. No, he's Sam a foreign talk. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Sam Elliott. I can almost see a little bit of uh, here, a little bit of Chuck Woolery. We'll be back in two and two. <laughs> Have you been on the radio? You ought to be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen, it's Travis. Wake up, okay? Yeah, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Man. Oh, my goodness. Duke Rangy McGammon. physique, thick horseshoe mustache. Yeah, He's you like that, don't you, Maureen? And western drawl. Yeah, he's got Three cowboy boots on right now. He's a cowboy and a rancher. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Duke. And you got the name. You yeah, I've gone as far as I can go with this. I'm getting kind of creeped out. Me too. I can't be a party to this. I don't want to hear it. Is that all for today? That's all for today.